Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering women to succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Hello, everyone. This is Randy here with the Empowerment Radio Show and my special guest, Miri Hardgill, a life coach, video expert, and speaker. I know you're qualified, and we will learn all about it today. I want to give a warm welcome to my podcast guest, Miri Hargill. Yay! <laughs> How are you, Miri? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Thank you, Miri, and I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Miri, I know... Uh, we're here in Canada in the Toronto GTA area, but you weren't born here in Canada. Can you tell us where you're from and what brought you here? Wow, that's a, that's a long story. <laughs> I was actually born in Morocco, yeah, in, in short, obviously. I was born in Morocco and grew up in Israel. And when I was about 30 years old, I uh, decided to move to Canada with my husband three kids at the time, and few suitcases. <laughs> wow. and, yeah. and the reason we decided to come here is just I had my two sisters here already. They just came before me and decided to give uh, a better chance, a better life for my kids. And, yeah, there we are. <laughs> three suitcases and three kids. <laughs> and you still have family back home, right? Yes, I'm actually from a very big family. We are 13 siblings, and I'm number seven, lucky seven, as I like to say. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, I still have big family in in Israel, and my daughter also, my second oldest daughter, moved there a few years ago, so yeah, I'm between between here and there. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting pulled back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, great. I know you have quite a large, beautiful family and have some incredible accomplishments. Mary, can you tell us a little bit about your family? I know there's lots of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my personal family is one of my biggest accomplishments. I have four beautiful children, ages 31, actually, in two days, <laughs> uh, 2.15, and I'm very proud of each and every one of them. Uh, they have accomplished what they wanted in life, and I was here to support them all along the way so that they can uh, be the best possible they can be. So I'm really proud of each and every one of them. That's wonderful. You know, the biggest gift for a parent is one, to live through teenagehood, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, to see them 
turn out to striving adults. So exactly. And I survived three teenagers. I have one more to go, but she's great. No complaints. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're okay with her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in a different place too, right? When I raised my three older ones, they were very close to each other, like a year and a half apart and then three. And so, you know, being a busy mom of three that are very close in age, and I was younger myself, is a different parenting than me today. 11 years later, uh, Eden was born with uh, three older siblings, and, you know, I'm older, I'm in a different place in life, so it's a totally different parenting, absolutely. Oh, I hear you. I hear Mm -hmm. you. Um, Now, I know you love helping people. So what led you to the type of business you do today? And tell us a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, uh, that's me. I'm a people's person. And absolutely, I was always that kind of person. And the funny thing is that I only realized it in the recent years when I had to write my, when I was writing my own story. Then I was kind of putting all the pieces together realizing that it was a life pattern for me from a very young age. Um, but when I moved to Canada, I became a spa owner. Um, and I really liked managing the business. But what I liked even more was talking to my clients. Uh, facials turned into therapy sessions. And these women poured out their hearts to me over over the treatment, and I realized that I was passionate about helping women overcome their challenges, and uh, my turning point where I decided to go and uh, take, uh, go back to school to become a certified life coach was when I had more and more clients walking in, and when I asked them how they were doing, they were like, we are good. And I looked at them and I'm like, no, you're not. Because I, I knew them, right? I knew them for so many years. We had that relationship, that deep relationship, that bonding, right? Yeah. And um, they start crying. And they told me I'm here because I actually need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it happened more and more. And I'm like, you know what? I knew that this was my time to follow my calling. And this was my calling to really help uh, women overcome their challenges. And I went back to school um, which was a challenge for me because, as you can hear with my accent, English is not my first language. I actually never took any formal English studies. And so what I've learned is through my kids, through Barney shows, through TV shows. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and... Uh, grew, you know, develop my vocabulary and my kids making fun of me, but then correcting me. And then, you know, I picked up the language and I still make, make mistakes, but that's okay. You know, that's, it's the imperfect uh, perfections, right? So, um, I think you have to give yourself a lot more credit than you give yourself, Mary, because your English is pretty good. I mean, (laughs) you know, I, I don't I don't hear any boo-boos when I talk to you, and I talk to you quite a bit. So I think you have to give yourself a little more credit. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you for that. So I went back to school, and just for the record, I only finished high school. I was an excellent student, but life got in the way, and 
um, I got married to my husband right after the army, and I was about 20, 23 years old. And we traveled the world working for the Israeli embassy. So I went to Greece, Turkey, um, Denmark. My second daughter was born in Denmark. And so as you can see, life got in the way. I had two kids. So who has time to go to school, right? <laughs> so when you're, when you're busy taking care of the family, and then my third child was born not too long after. So I basically graduated high school and uh, never I took a lot of courses like small courses because I I love learning I was a, a great student in high school but I never had the opportunity to actually pursue uh, university study or you know higher studies so um, this was an opportunity for me when I was going back to school now my kids were older so it was I felt that this this is my my time, this is my me time to go back and actually fulfill, you know, something that I always wanted to do. Even though I did what I loved being a spa owner and working with women, I always felt like something was missing. I always felt like um, this is not my full potential. I didn't go to school. I felt, you know, a little bit uh, a taste of missing something in life. And going back to school and taking... Um, coaching and being among, you know, I had a PhD professor in my class. He was a professor in, I think it was Houston University. I had teachers and nurses and high school principals and like people from all walks of life. And I'm like, wow, I was sitting in class. I remember sitting in one of the classes in the advanced course, uh, coaching course level. And I, you know, I couldn't actually believe that I was participating in a conversation and I was very shy. I didn't participate at the beginning. And I remember that uh, that professor mentioned a word that I've never heard before, like it was a new word for me. Yeah. And he was asking a question. We were a very small group, we were five of us, so you couldn't hide at the end, at the back row of the class, right? <laughs> you had to be part of the conversation. But... I remember that I understood the context of the word in the sentence. So I, I, I had a very good idea what that word meant, right? Mm -hmm. So I just asked him a question. I'm like, I just want to make sure that I really understand this word. And I kind of rephrase what I understood from that word. Mm -hmm. And he was quiet for a second, and I'm like, oh, my God, I was probably such a dork. I was probably, you know, it was probably completely off. But then he said, you know what, I've never thought of it that way, but that's really exactly it. Like you said it in, in such a profound way. And that, that, like, for that moment for me, it was like um, a good, an actually important milestone for me because it gave me the confidence to know that even if I don't have all the fancy vocabulary, I still have a very good ideas. I still have a lot to contribute to the conversation with all the professors and all these high degree people. And I'm just, uh, you know, a little girl from a small town with a high school diploma, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's my message to me and to all the people that I talk to, you know, it's just believing in yourself, believing in your gift, believing in what you have to offer to people. Well, you know, 
sometimes in, in old schools too, um, so stuck on the formal education. And do you know mm -hmm. what? If you want to get into a profession and whatnot, it's perfect. But there's such a high percent of people when they leave university that they can't find a job. They're waitresses and waiters. They're mm -hmm. on $10, $11 jobs because there's nothing out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think today we're starting to realize the value of alternative forms of education. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't have to be formal education, and it's mm -hmm. just as valuable, if not more valuable. Absolutely, and that's the new economy. I, I, you know, I call it a new economy of what we are all facing because you see so many people that went to uh, to do their masters and PhD, but they're not really doing what they're passionate about. They're just um, doing the work because they were told that they need to go to university and they pick the subject. And I see my daughter in grade ten; she already has to pick the subject based on what she want to do in the future. She has no clue what she want to do in the future. Right. right. So she's picking courses randomly, but then, I, you know, they would probably, she would go to university like many uh, others and they pick something and then they follow it because you're in it already, but then they end up doing jobs that they don't love. Mm -hmm. And my message is really helping all, especially women that my, my audience find what they're passionate about mm -hmm. because we go through the motion of life and without really digging in and discovering what is our passion, what gets us excited, what get, what, get, what get us out of bed in the morning with excitement, with, okay, bring, it, bring the day on, I'm excited. I, I totally agree with you and I love that you said that because, you know, I have teenagers too and, you know, when I ask them, you know, what are you thinking about studying or doing with your life? And, you know, and, it's, and I say, well, w what are you passionate about? You know, what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? So I, I, it's hard for teenagers, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I totally hear, like, from your daughter's perspective, how difficult that is at 16 years old to start thinking about what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know. But you know what, Randy? It's not just for the 16 years old and the teenager. Uh, I work with adults, with women in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s that still did not discover what they're passionate about. That I'm working with them on that process to discover it only because, you know, just like me, we get into that life rat race and we go, 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 go. And then one day you, you wake up and you stop and you're like, now what? Right. You know, there is there is more to life than this, you know, especially when the kids get older and they become more independent and they don't need us as much on a daily basis, then, you know, it's time to wake up. And I do see a lot of women that are depressed and I do see a lot of women that, women that lost the, the smile, that lost that zest of life because they don't leave their passion because they wake up and they they're like okay now what again I, I'm cooking and again I'm cleaning and, and it's okay we do it out of love mm -hmm. but when you have that spice uh, the spice of passion added into it then everything else is tastier everything else is is um, you can cook and you can do everything else that you need to do with a smile that's the difference right 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 no, I love that. I love it. Thank you. 
Um, why do you... Sorry. Can you tell us a little bit more about why you qualify to help others? I know we're sitting here talking about education, but can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about uh, your experiences, your education, and your knowledge? Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked earlier about high school education, but as I said, once I decided to go back to school, and I am a good student, <laughs> so when I start something, I, I see the end and I, I, I get to the finish line. So I started with, uh, I went to Coaching Cognition. Uh, it's, uh, it's an online school where I um, did my basic coaching course, then did the intermediate, then did the advanced. And I become a coach on the Coaching Cognition platform. It's a platform of a variety of coaches that people come come on and choose the coach based on what they need and want. And uh, then once I become a coach, I'm like, okay, now I'm a coach. How do I market myself? And I I wanted to make sure that I mainly do it online only because I wanted to have that freedom that if I want to travel, if I want to get out of here in the winter, and as you know, we had a very tough winter, <laughs> so I don't want to be here in the winter in, in a few years once my daughter is done high school, um, to have that freedom to have an online business where all I need is my headset and a Wi-Fi, which you can get in McDonald's and in Tim Hortons. <laughs> so technically, I could coach anywhere in the world where I want to, right? So I went to the School of Online Business and learned the whole process of bringing your passion and creating a full um, online business, finding my specific niche, my, um, my unique gifts, and how to package them and market them. And once I went through that process, I actually become an instructor in the School of Online Business. So that's what I do now. On top of my private uh, practice of coaching, I'm also uh, an instructor at the School of Online Business, which I help the students that come in, and all of them are adults. All of, the, all of them uh, are people that it could be their second or even third career, which they come and they try to discover that thing that I talked about earlier, that passion, that excitement, that, um, that zest of life. And they mm-hmm. go through this process where uh, through this process they find what they're passionate about and then we help them to package it and, and market it and bring it online and create a, a successful business based on their core values and based on what they love to do the most. So it's exciting for me to see each and every one of those students go through the process. I feel like it's, it's my baby. <laughs> you know, yay, they're successful, they're doing it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what gets me up and excited every morning. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. A good feeling when you know you're helping people. Yes. And that's fantastic. And I'm so proud of you for taking the initiative and having the motivation to go after your dreams and your goals and and to make it happen. Um, but, Mary, what actually made you interested in getting into the industry? Was it only the fact that you were helping your spa clients? Was there anything else contributing to that? Uh, that was the pivot point, helping my clients and hearing them saying again and again that, that they came because they needed to talk to me. That was definitely the trigger 
but then as I look back, and I, I mentioned earlier in our conversation that uh, I, when I had to write my story, I discovered that that's actually something that I did all along um, in high school. I was actually in boarding school, and there I discovered that um, I'm, you know, I was helping all the time the people around me. I was, I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was always a good listening ear when people had any challenges in life. And being in a boarding school, we didn't have our family next to us, so we all went through our challenges, right? So I found myself always uh, like people were drawn to me, and and they were always sharing with me their challenges and their. Um, the deepest secrets and whatever. I was always that uh, person. And then when I went to the army, I my my job was also like in in Israel, everyone has to go to the army. It's mandatory from the age of eighteen. So basically, you finish high school and you go straight to the army. Uh, so the first part of my service was um, training the newcomers, like the new group of girls that just came to the army, and then. From there, they would go and do whatever they need to do. But that was like the first contact with the army. Mm-hmm. And you, you get girls at 18 where a lot of them, you know, come from, um, you know, they're spoiled, they're, they, they, they're at home, you know, they can do whatever they want. And here they have to obey to every single rule, which means no nail polish, pulling their hair back, like basically losing their identity in a sense of you can't express yourself through fashion or through how your hair looks or the earrings in the nose and whatever you know teenagers like to do so basically you're getting a teenager and turning them into an obedient soldier so that's and I was there right at that first step so as much as I needed to be tough but I also saw those girls crying and and missing home they were homesick you know when they were um, in their own at, at, at the break time when they were alone, I could I could see them crying. So I always, you know, went to them and nurtured them and and helped them to overcome that first uh, challenge. So uh, I, as as I could see, I found myself in every step of the way along my journey. It didn't matter what I did, what I what I was doing, um, I was still helping people. I was still, you know. Um, talking to people and listening to them and giving them advice and helping them and so on. So, yeah, that's, it seems like part of my calling in, in this life. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's fabulous. You know, I think everybody should be able to do what they're passionate about and what they're good at naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Now, what would you say are the most challenging issues that people face that you encounter? Um, maybe embracing changes because we all have to go through changes in life, no matter, you know, a new job, people get divorced, so they have to start all over again, moving locations as I moved so many locations in life starting all over again because you get fired from work and then you you have to kind of find a a different job in a different area. So changes Mm -hmm. is something that will always happen in life. And a lot of people resist change. Resist because they're afraid. They're afraid of the unknown. 
um, they rather stay with whatever is comfortable, quote unquote, um, even if it's not comfortable, as long as they don't have to do something new that they're not, they don't know what it is. So I find that if you just embrace the change and allow whatever the universe has there to come your way and open it with open arms, things happen and it's always for the better. It's always, like without a fail. People that take that resistance off, take those walls off and open their arms and embrace um, changes, changes are good. Changes mm-hmm. keeps the flow going. Changes um, keep things coming your way. And if it's not good, then you let go, and then and then you allow something new and better to come to your life. But if you're f- so afraid of change, then nothing happens. Then it's static. Nothing is moving. There is no flow. There is no flow of energy. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in when you allow changes to happen in your life, and you not just allow, you embrace them. Uh, only good things can happen. Fabulous. Fabulous. And so when you find that people are in this situation where, and I know embracing change is very difficult for a lot of people, um, what kind of help do you suggest that they take with that? Well, I'm... uh, (laughs) I'm... uh, a coach, right? So I absolutely believe in the power of coaching. And the main reason is, it's it's not like we have the solution for you. Everybody knows what they need to do, right? Mm-hmm. We just help you get that clarity that you need. So when you're clear, then you're not afraid anymore. When you're clear where you want to go, we help you to go from where you are to where you want to be and get 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 you all the clarity and the tools that you need, the tools, the resources, whatever you need, hold you accountable to what you said you're going to do, right? So there is someone there, you know how when you uh, go with your buddy to the gym or just to walk around the neighborhood, when you have a buddy, accountability buddy, I call it, and, and you know that they're coming to pick you at 7 o'clock, even if you don't feel like going, you're like, yeah, but, you know, they're coming to pick me. It's not. So you get up and you dress and you go, right? So mm-hmm. the same type of accountability happens in coaching, which is obviously a lot deeper because it's, gui- it's in, a, in, a guided, uh, in a guided way. So basically the coach would walk you every step of the way from where you are to where you want to be. So how, how easy is that? Somebody helping you get the clarity you need, uh, get all the answers from within you, because as I said, you know all the answers. Even if you think you don't, once the coach asks you powerful questions, you answer, and, and, and it's all there. So it's just helping you get it all out, and then once it's out, helping you move forward step by step. So, yeah, if you have never worked with coach, and I believe in actually having more than one coach, because mm-hmm. each coach has their own strength, right? So, and different personalities and different talents. So, um, if you never worked with a coach, then, then do it. Discover that power of working with a coach and achieving your goals, achieving what is it that you want to do in life. I totally agree with you. And uh, some of the people that 
we work with even say you should have 10 coaches or mentors. You should have people around you in every different area to be supporting you. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. Um, now, what kind of results can people expect when they go through the coaching process with you? Uh, the results are clarity. First of all is clarity. Because when you have that clarity, then we can design an action plan that can move you forward. So clarity, dealing with, uh, often through the process, uh, we deal with a lot of limiting beliefs and fears, which all of us have at one, or the monkey, as I call it, the monkey behind the shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. That tells us that we can't do it, that, tell, that tells us that we are not good enough. Um, so dealing with all those monkeys one at a time and um, creating a very clear action plan, very clear goal, and moving through it step by step, as I mentioned earlier, with holding you accountable. And I'm a very action-oriented coach. So, yes, I believe in talking and digging in and discovering because this is that that discovery is part of the process. Mm -hmm. But if there is no action, there is no traction. So, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to you doing what you said you're going to do. And if you follow those steps, and I believe if you come to the coach and you take the commitment and you take the time and you spend the money, then it's a no-brainer that you follow those steps, right? Mm-hmm. It it sounds like this, like it, but often you see people that commit, but then they're not really internally committed to the process. So right. it's kind of, you know, challenging. So it's basically getting the clarity and then helping you step by step to move forward. And I would hold your hand every step of the way. Love it. I know you have written a book, you've published a book, mm-hmm. and you also have a book in the mix. Can you tell us about the one you've already written and the one that you're working on? Oh, wow. That's exciting. i actually written two. One is Seven Steps to Finding and Living the Passion, Finding and Living Your Passion. And this is exactly what I shared earlier because I've realized that too many people don't live their passion. So it's, it's basically a guide that would um, give you a little bit of ideas and triggers to start that process of what is it, you know, how do you find a passion? Many people say, what is it finding your passion? What do you mean? So it's basically um, giving you steps, like seven steps, like using your cre- curiosity and creativity, uh, questions that will trigger how you can find your passion, all kinds of peak experiences and existing talents, like taking inventory of what you actually have, um, barriers that, hold you back from being successful Mm -hmm. and then goal setting and turning that into reality so it's it's a seven steps guide very simple where I share some stories of women um, that I heard stories in the spa that related to this uh, area so that's um, as I said it's a very simple yet very powerful book uh, seven Steps to Finding Living a Passion, and you can find it on Amazon. And another book I co-authored with Mike Lingler, and he's the 
uh, founder and owner of uh, the coaching, co-founder of Coaching Cognition and the School of Online Business, and it's called The Rise of the New Professional. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's how to create your own passion-filled career. And it's exactly like I shared of what we do in the School of Online Business, where we take people from finding what is it they're passionate about and bringing it to a passion-filled career, like doing something that you love online. So I co-authored that book with him with a lot of stories and um, uh, stories that people share and experiences and examples of how people actually did it. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good book, and you can also find it on Amazon. And now I'm working um, with you and with Jenny and with some... 14 or 15, how many of us are there? The number changed a little bit. <laughs> 16 in total. 16, yeah. 16 co-authors of um, Empowering Women to Succeed, and we all share our own raw story where it's not just about sharing the story on, you know, what happened to us in life and trauma, and I'm, and I'm sharing about myself, and I'm sure all the other co-authors have, uh, you know, their own unique story, but it's sharing our stories so that we can learn from it and empower others uh, just like we empowered ourselves. Like, you know, when, when I read my, wrote my story and then read, read it, so it's not just from the victim place, it's from a winner place. Because I believe that there are two groups of people in life, victims or winners. So you choose which one you want to be. And I always chose to be on the winner side. So this is exactly what this book about is to um, read 15 amazing, incredible life stories and how these women um, become an empowered winners, empower women. So... It's, uh, I'm so excited about this um, book because it's completely in line with what I do mm-hmm. at my work, with working with women every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to share with them my own story and how I was able to overcome so many challenges in my life and end up on the winner's side, um, it's, it's incredible. I'm so excited. Well, we're excited to have you part of it, that's for sure. Thank you. <laughs> You've got a ton to share, and and you've had such incredible accomplishments. So, you know, congratulations to you. Thank you. What makes you so passionate about sharing this information? My biggest passion is if I can help one single person, and it's probably going to be a woman that will relate to my story again. No offense, guys, sorry, but I'm sure I can empower you too. But if I can change the life of one single woman, then, uh, you know, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Then I feel that I'm living my passion. And, and again, I'm not aiming to, uh, obviously, it will reach a lot more than one woman but for me if one woman would read that book and it will inspire her to embrace change inspire her to start her own discovery journey then i feel that my mission is accomplished (laughs) one woman at a time i love it that's awesome 
What would you tell people about trying to get into the industry that you're in? Is it difficult? Are there any tricks to the trade? First of all, there is nothing difficult because if I can do it, as I said, with my English challenge and, um, you know, the language barrier and if and having, you know, four kids when I started at the house, they were still all living in the house. So time is not an excuse. Money is not an excuse because I had to borrow the money from my bank to enroll. So if you take the no excuse policy, mm-hmm. then there is no, no difficulty. There is no challenge. You just go one step at a time and, and you do it if that's what you're passionate about. If helping people and becoming a coach is something that you're passionate about, then when there is a will, there is a way. And it's not just a say. It's, it's real. And I'm, I'm a living proof of that. And it's so funny that you just said that because... Um... <laughs> if you didn't say it, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, if you want to make something happen, you're mm-hmm. going to make it happen. Yes. You know? Yes. You're- and for things to change, we have to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Beg, borrow, don't steal. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but make it happen, definitely. If you want it, you're going to find a way to make it happen. Absolutely. Mary, what an incredible journey that you've had in your life and are continuing to have. And it was such an honor to speak with you today. Is there somewhere that people can go to find you if they want to connect with you? Because I know you can help a lot of people. Thank you. So, yeah, definitely they can go to my website at www.maryMeri. H-A-R-G-I-L, MaryHargill.com. You can also find me on Facebook on MaryHargill forward slash coaching. And, uh, yeah, let's connect. Let's get the journey started. Awesome. Thank you. So that's uh, M-E-R-I-H-A-R-G-I-L.com. Please connect with Mary. I know she loves helping people, so I'm sure she can help you too or point you in the right direction. And I want to thank you again, Miri, for being on this podcast with me. It's been such a pleasure to hear your story and to hear how you help people. And everybody, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. And please remember to subscribe. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you again, Mary. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com. Empowerment.